is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Brought to you in part by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. By Schneider Downs, discover the value of big thinking with a personal focus at SchneiderDowns.com. By ST Bank, proudly serving our community since 1902. STBank.com by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. And by Iron Workers Local Union Number 3. They don't go to the office, they build it. Back in the building here as we roll along. It is technically now our uh, our 11 o'clock hour. We went a little bit long there with Trevor Sycamore, <laughs> but that is the beauty of uh, of these combine type. I didn't things. want to let him go. Yeah, no, we could have listen. It, I, I apologize you guys, on behalf. <laughs> you guys, no, you guys will laugh honestly. All I was right. I was I was waiting for a moment, like halfway through that interview. I thought if he's got 15, 20 minutes, like we'll have him back. Like. That's probably the best honor we can give yeah. somebody here, right, Matt? Oh, if, stop if, back anytime. If, like, right. if, if, if we ask, like, when the segment's coming to an end, like, if we ask you, hey, you got 15 more minutes to hang okay. for another segment, okay. that means we really like what you're what yeah. you're putting down. Oh. I was thinking about asking Trevor if he could hang for another segment. Then I remember we have Daniel Jeremiah. <laughs> it's crowded, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's tough being so it's popular here on Radio like, Row. I, I, I tell just you feel what, bad. It was at one point I was like, yeah, I feel like I've asked, like, 30 questions, and I'm picking his brain about every little prospect I could think of right now. But that's, we're here for, that's man. the beauty but, of man, it. And yeah, that's exactly fun, though, what we're man. here for. This is fun. This is what you want to hear, man. I mean, you guys know I could have done 15 minutes with him on Zach Frazier alone there. See, I didn't know he was a Florida yeah. guy. I mean, later in the week, if get I'm going to get Starks yeah, yeah, go Gators. Who's going to refuse that? All right. be, be careful, all right? There's a lot of Gators floating around here. <laughs> and when they, they start to congregate, okay, and it can it can, uh, it can can really get nasty, I tell you. But, yeah, that, that was awesome stuff. And now I'm sitting here wondering – do I like the idea of corner at 20, center at 50, or just let's say offensive lineman at 51? Mm-hmm, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a center. It could be a tackle, too. Do I like corner O-line, or do would I rather go O-line corner? Right. And obviously, we will not know until draft day and how the 19 picks in front of the Steelers fall, and that affects all. If, if there's a run on corners, okay, offensive line is going to sure. look better at 20. All the way around, it's going to be the corners. But that is – that's an interesting, um, I think, conversation piece here. I think it's a huge conversation, and – my thoughts on February, whatever this is, you know, late in the, in the <laughs> in early in the scouting process still, is I don't think it's going to be a center at either spot. Because yeah, I don't either. We it, talked about this a little bit driving yeah, around here, actually. Good time. I, we should have this conversation with Moats. Because yeah. I love, 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 love Powers Johnson. And I know all our listeners are hooked on him. Hooked. But you don't want to go into the draft hey. saying, I, it's him or nobody. Right. Because I don't think Barton will be there in the second round. I don't think I'd take him at 20. Frazier might not be there at 51. I mean, you can't just put all your eggs in that basket yeah. as a team and right. say. It's kind of like the Devin Bush thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, especially after letting Mason Cole go, I can't just go into the draft with what yeah. we have now at center and hope that Powers Johnson's there so, or Frazier's in the second round. That's so just do you not see a great scenario? odds. So my thing is this. Do you see a scenario where we're either picking up something and free agency is almost like a yeah, I think they'll spend money on a yeah, yeah versus I think so too. Yeah. we're gonna have to move up in the draft because we've seen them do yeah. it with Broderick we've seen them move up with Devin Bush we yeah, yeah. know under Omar Khan they're a lot more aggressive in free agency but yes. also in the draft in terms of moving up is there a scenario where they maybe move up to the teams to potentially maybe. guarantee a Jackson Powers Jack uh Jackson Powers Johnson yeah but the problem is the timing is free agency is going to come and gone by that very true you know what I mean very like true. I think you 
If you don't hit him in free agency, you have to move up. Then essentially, that's the problem. Yes, yeah. yeah, I, I want options. Then you yeah. pigeon you pigeonhole yourself yeah, instead of you right. want options. You don't want to right pigeonhole and, yourself. Yeah, and it's a good free agent class. I mean, the names aren't household names. We could talk about them, and I'm sure we will over the course. I mean, of the to week, an extent, Mason Cole wasn't a household name at the time, but no. you saw what he gave us in contrast to the guys that were here prior <laughs> to him post Pouncey. It was an upgrade. We felt great about it, even though we had to learn who he was for Steeler Nation. You know. And I also think the Steeler team structure right now is old and expensive on defense, yeah. young and cheap on offense. So if you can spend five, six million on a on a center that's a foundation guy for you and then ignore it in the draft, just check that box and knock Very go true. center and maybe you get a tackle and which leads us to our next guest. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network. <laughs> What's happening? There How are you? There he is. How are you doing? You Thank you so good much for taking the time hey, to join us. Arthur Moose, man. Hey, hey, good, hey to good, good to see you, man. Heck yeah. I got a report in the system. So uh, hey, look, man. Hey, hey, we might have like, to hey, I know this guy. Forget hey, what we were going to ask him. We got to find that. DJ, you won't know this, but I was relieved of my duties in Berea, Ohio, the day before you were hired. Really? You may have moved into my office. I always tell people, I always tell people there's there's two types of people in scouting. Those who've been fired by the Cleveland Browns and those who will be fired. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right after the Braylon Edwards draft, I was told I was no longer needed. So oh, we didn't gosh. have a very good draft or a very good year. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't pick till the fourth round that you're out of there. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Daniel, we were uh, looking at uh, your mock draft, your latest yeah. when, when we were in break here before coming back. Uh, Troy Fantanu, right ta- or tackle, pardon me, out of Washington. Um, your uh, your mock here as we kind of in your latest ad- edition yeah. of your mock draft. Um, what was kind of the logic and the thought process behind that? Well, he can play anywhere. He's physical yeah. and he's explosive. And I, you know, you can see the the direction that they want to take this team with what they did last year. And mm-hmm. so to me, he fits that. Not only kind of the you know, we're talking about scheme and all. Nah, he fits the ethos of what they want to be, and that's they want to be a physical, people moving group. Mm-hmm. And this dude does that. I like that. Now, do you like the tackle position more than, per se, the center position? Obviously, we're talking a little bit Mason Colby and released. Yeah. That's a big hole right now on that offensive line as well. Could you see a scenario where Jackson Powers Johnson is more the focal point also? He's a stud. I mean, yeah. you've got those three guys. I really, really like those three centers. And, you know, I think they probably go – usually centers traditionally go bottom one, top of two, like that top group yeah. of yep. guys. That's yep. kind of the sweet spot area for them. Tackles just a, it's a harder to find. This year is a deep group, but that being said, they're all going to go. So if we have, you know, I think there's you know eight potential first round pick tackles, they could all be gone. So if if I'm given a choice, and and you get caught, and you know this too, when you get if you get to the third fourth round, and you're like, oh man, I still need a starting tackle. Good luck. Good luck. Not where you want to be. Yeah, no, right. not at third all. or fourth round. You're like, I guess somebody that can play one of these interior <laughs> yeah. offensive line spots. Like, I got some. There's some names up Absolutely. there. We, yeah. we can Absolutely. we can go with that. So to me, a tackle would always take the priority there. Yeah. Uh, for the Steelers at twenty, I really lean tackle or corner. Yeah. And do you, do you see a guy like Mims or Guyton? You know, really putting on a show this week. Yeah. Well, they're. I mean, they're both. I mean. Guyton's going to test really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Big-time athlete. Mims, to me, is, I think, is a chance to be a better player. I was talking to their offensive line coaches, was my offensive line coach in college, and uh, he's been everywhere. Stacy Searles, he's with LSU with Whitworth. He's been at Georgia with Stafford and all them. He's been around forever. And he told me the other day, which caught him, I kind of stood back, he said, Mims is the best pass protector I've ever coached. Wow. He just hasn't now, played much, right? He, he got hurt. He got a high ankle this year. But you go back and watch him in 22 against Ohio State, and he locked them up. And he's going to be 340 pounds. He's enormous. Yeah. So that to me is one that I kind of – I've been saying he's probably going to go in the 20s. But just I think 
teams getting to physically see him and, and just mm-hmm. be around him and see him move around. Like he might be one of these guys that climbs way up through this process. This week could be very oh, yeah. profitable. Oh, yeah. No question. <laughs> no question. Now, we were talking a little bit about some of these offensive linemen, but you also heard Matt also bring up cornerbacks. Yeah. Of these group of corners, who do you see potentially for the Steelers at 20 if they were going to go that route? We were saying maybe Cooper DeGene is probably gone. Is it a Kool-Aid uh, at the end of the uh, end of the first round type scenario? Who would you potentially see in that 20th range? Well, I mean, I think you get, what, 10 minutes between picks? Yeah. If Quinion Mitchell is on the board, they can, have the, the other, they can have the other 930. <laughs> I'll send that okay. thing okay. right away. Yep. He fits everything that they do, too. He's He can play the ball. He's yeah. tough. He's physical. He's fast. He's at the Senior Bowl. Mike T got a chance to stand right next to him and, and watch him do his thing. I was told even that he challenged him, and you had the Michigan receiver and Roman Wilson were best in show. Oh, and wow. he, he okay. talked to both those kids after the first day and said, you guys need to go against each other the next day. And they said they, they line counted and they went up against each wow. other every rep. So you're That's talking awesome. about really okay. cool, competitive kids uh, there. But Quinion Mitchell, I would run it up. I like Ray Castraw to me. I'm, I'm higher on him than some others from Missouri, but he just got – to me, he's so competitive and so tough. When I look at corners that I've missed, I've uh, sometimes you get enamored with just the movement and the fluidity. And I'm like, dude, yeah. in this league, if you can't play that position if you don't tackle anymore. The days of being able to say, we pay you to cover. Yeah. Like, yeah, that doesn't work tackle. anymore. That's the guy you're they're see, hunting You're now, seeing man. condensed formations, yeah. and they're going to bring you into the, into, the, into the mix every single time. Make them tackle. So yep. you, can't, you can't play with that kid anymore. And this Ray Castraw is like, he's got some war daddy to him. Like, he'll take on guards and get up in the mix, and he can run and cover. So I just like the way that he was wired. I wish he was a, you know, a little bit thicker. But I, I just like the way he plays. Yeah, we've, we've talked about physicality on the O-line, running the ball, Najee Harris, Tomlin, Steelers. J.C. Latham, to me, is yeah. jumps off the page. I don't know if we'll get there at 20, but I don't know if our audience knows enough about this guy. Well, he's got maybe the biggest lower half in the in the draft. I mean, he is enormous. And he was a highly decorated kid. I think he was the number one offensive lineman coming out of high school. Big time, big time pedigree dude. You know, his thing, there's no physical limitations. You can't get through him because he's so powerful and so strong. He can move laterally. The only issue and the only reason why, you know, I think I have him still, gosh, like 14, somewhere around there on my list. Like he's still up there. But he had some he had some issues uh just eye wise. Like just bothered me a little bit. He was a little bit late on some games and kind of gave up some stuff that way. That way, just some instinct stuff, some mental error there. That, that kind of that was the only thing that kind of dinged him a little bit. But physically, man, if you want to tell him to move this guy from point A to point B, he's he can do that. Now, looking at Nate Wiggins, I see you had him mocked that fifteen uh, yeah. going to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Any potential of him sliding a little bit further down? Yeah, no, because I think Because he's so. another one of yeah. those guys where you're like, man, he could come in. I think he could play and help these dudes all right away in terms of opposite JPG and stuff like that as well. Yeah, no, he's he's got a chance. The second number he runs might be a two this week. Like, he can Ooh. fly. He, he can Ooh. absolutely fly. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. yeah, he's going to yeah, roll. He run, going, if he do that, then, yeah. He's going to roll. So, big time speed, athleticism. He's interesting to me because – and I'm gonna, he's one of those ones I have kind of on my list. You go through and you do these 330 guys or whatever it is and get them done. Yeah. And then there's those group of guys where you're like, okay, this more, I want to do some more on him. Because he hung on blocks a lot, which bothered me, just mm-hmm. like some of the competitive stuff. But then you'll see him chase guys down. We'll show the plays where you can see him chase guys down. But I, sometimes people say, oh, why would you question like the urgency in the run when you see him chase guy? I'm like, yeah, there's a difference between sticking your face in the yeah, fan. Sure. It's very different. Running, yeah. running a guy down <laughs> no, and tackling him. Like, I know yeah, he man. can run. Yeah. So that's what I just – I want to go back through and go through more, just to watch more on him and see if I see a little bit more urgency. Because I talked to some people who said if you watch him later in the year, it was better. 
So that's something, you know, it's, you're always trying to fill in the little gaps in the, in the evaluation. Sure. So, DJ, I know you're in great demand and need to get rolling, but the, the short answer from talking to you is three quarterbacks, three receivers, Brock Bowers, I think a tackle or a corner yeah. is going to be very friendly in 20. 100%. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, yeah I think you're going to like what's there. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the gift that keeps on giving is this quarterback group. You know, yeah. you just you are a Steeler fan. You are rooting for these. Take them all, take take them all take before 19. Right? Keep, 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 keep them yeah. rolling. Keep and McCarthy comes off. Let, let one of those yeah. guys, you know, fall right into your lap. They're 100% I'm confident you're going to be a tackle that's going to be a good player. Sure, there. a couple edges will fall before 20. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have – you probably – there's a chance that all three of those edge rushers are gone. So, you know, that's just pushing, pushing yeah. them down. So, it's it, again, if you need a corner or a, or a tackle – it's a good, it's a good draft a good spot. The, the, the tricky thing is going to be you're going to have to pass up the center, and if you pass up sure. the center, probably going to have to wait until you know three or four and That's take a shot on one of those guys. Agency, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. We just problem. solved all their problems. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. That's why you're the man. Come, Come on, on. Come on. We're Jeez. good to go. Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network, kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time. Thank you so much. Enjoy the week. Appreciate you guys. We're going to go to break here. More from Radio Row when we return. It's all part of our ongoing coverage, the NFL Combine 2024, right here on Steelers Nation Radio. This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Back in the building here as we rock and roll. Our day is uh, really just getting started here on SNR. We are, though. I know. It is like this is when it starts to get fun. We get guests. Those were two great back-to-back ones that we had there um, in terms of Trevor Sikama and, of course, Daniel Jeremiah. That's part of what we makes this a lot more lined up. Makes this so much fun. Okay, so maybe we could do this now because I do feel like this is the day. I mean, we're, we're talking offensive linemen. We've been talking centers a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned they're not sexy names. They're not household names. Mm-hmm. But give me some of the free agents for the Steelers fans at home. Yeah. You know, bust out that notebook, write a couple of these down uh, that you think the Steelers, if they are going to go that route, address that position before the draft, which we think is very highly likely at this point. Yeah. You have a couple names that might be in the conversation. Absolutely. And I hate – I mean, I would hate to have Powers Johnson sitting there at 20 and you really can't take him. Sure. But you have to set yourself up just the, the, the laws of probability that tackles cost more in the open market. I mean – Corners cost more in the open market. We know Omar Khan's a cap guy. I mean, like, you do not want to be short on those positions. You can start reading the tea leaves, right? Right. Like, yeah. like yes, Powers Johnson might be the next pouncy Webster Dawson. These guys I mentioned won't be. But they might be Jeff Harding, who so you got from the Lions, you know what I mean? Or, you know, and, and, and upgrade over what they played with their mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And to me, spending money at center, safety, that's where you go shopping in free agency, cheaper positions. So logically, I think that's the move is get a veteran center on a young offense that you can count on and ignore it in the draft and take expensive positions. Right. You know, I think that's right. just the better team building no, move. Without a doubt. Without and a doubt. Powers Johnson be really hard to turn your back on. Frazier in the second round be really hard to turn your back on. But there'll be somebody else you like. So the top name is Lloyd Cushenberry from the, the Broncos. Yep. Um, ascending. He's probably the most expensive center on the market. Um, would be a major upgrade. I mean, I mean, again, these guys aren't the best centers in the league, but sure, he's sure. top eight, and he's he's not the Jason arrow going Kelsey, on. right? But he's right, right. Yeah, but you're not spending all your free agent money on him either. He might be nine million, something like that. Okay. So, and then you're pretty set, you know. I mean, right. you throw a tackle, you take somewhere. one of those needs off the board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're checking boxes there. Um, the other really interesting name is Connor Williams from the Dolphins. Okay. He was a tackle with the the Longhorns, 
goes to Dallas. They make him a guard. He's a smaller-bodied guy. And then signs a nice contract with Miami as a center and excelled. But he had a bad injury in November. So where does that leave him? Could Will he be ready for minicamp? Will he be ready for training camp? I can't answer that. Sure. But their doctors would. Sure. You know, and, but you might get him at $2 million less than he should. Um, James from the Raiders is a quality player. Brewer from Tennessee is really interesting. He's very light. Arthur Smith was with him for a year. Of course, familiarity there. Yeah, I had a familiarity, you know that. Yeah. I mean, is he a superstar? No, but he's like a tight end turn center that can really run. He okay. keeps adding weight, keeps getting better. Again, ascending player. Um, familiar. Mentioned it earlier. Smith's history shows that he wants active. No doubt. Not, Get to the second level. Yeah, yeah not yeah. not big nose tackle not fighting Van guys. Pran, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, he wants yeah. guys that can run and move. Um, I think there's another name or two. There's two Rams that don't blow my skirt up, but they're both on the open market, which also makes me worry. Like teams like Miami, Jacksonville, the Rams that all pick right around the Steelers could also be in the Powers Johnson no market doubt. No and doubt. just swipe them Daniel away. Daniel Jeremiah from them. has them yeah. going 19th to, to LA. Yeah. Oh, perfect call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Rams have two free agent centers. I mean, like they're going to be in the center market and they're picking right ahead of you. Uh, there might be another name, but that's the, the short list, basically. There's five or six of interest that are worth spending money on that would upgrade things that would solidify the position. Now, I think you, that's all you're looking for. Do you see a scenario where you potentially move James Daniels to center? Maybe. I've thrown that out there, too. Because like, he's another guy, when you think about his history, he right. does have that in his repertoire. And even take it a step further, like, Herbig has played center. Yeah, he's an yeah. – But he's not the agile – Right. He's not really he's not the, the mold you yeah, want. Right. But true. what if Daniels was your center, Herbig was your guard? Now you have a powerful guard with a right. more stout but still mobile center. Yeah. I also yeah. think Dan Moore's best position might be guard. Oh. So, I mean, there's even more puzzle okay. pieces. Okay. You know? Okay. I see what you're seeing. Right. I just didn't know you was on that. Okay. He's, draft he's got a vision. Okay. Guy, he's got a vision. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Mean, you might only need one lineman, but it'd be great to get two. Very true. Very but it's true. just there's more puzzle pieces. You have to play. some options. Though. You have, you have options. a lot of options with this thing. Yeah, and the thing about Daniels though is you at least have to have you have to know that now. Is yeah. he cool with it? He's done plenty of it. He is a pretty good mover for a center. But He's that got was a lot of experience that was my thought it. process yeah. when I saw them release Mason when they did in order to not pigeonhole yourself for the draft. Yeah. It's like, okay, are you thinking James Daniel? You bump him at center. Herbig bumps the guard. Now I at least have can five. Can I play with that right now? I can now. play with them today yeah. and feel good about it. And now we're just adding we're going to fine-tune versus, all right, we got to go spend money in free agency. Or do we need to go get a new guard in free agency? Do we need to go get this? Like, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the back and forth I think that they're going through right now. Well, the one thing I really learned and observed from Kevin Colbert's years, and I'm sure Omar's on this too, I mean, Kevin, when you the, when the draft started on Thursday night, he could put twenty two guys out there that you could play with. Yeah. You know, before the and draft happened, it that's wasn't like important. we have to have this hole. Yes. And nine yeah. out of ten years, he set himself up that way. And if Daniels is comfortable and you're comfortable with him being your center, you could line up and play with what you got. Yeah. And I, don't, I hesitate to bring this up, but I think they like Spencer Anderson too. He has a lot of flexibility also. He yeah. can play the tackle position. He can play the guard. He can play center as well. Right. A so, lot of flexibility. I think he's going to make the team. Now, are you, see much but are you him, worried but... about the fact that he's not the highest of pedigree and he doesn't have the look most game tape? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like look, how much of that. Seems like ancient history. But look good in camp yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. You know? So I think he'll be on the team. 
but he's probably depth. I mean, he's probably your at least at, at this stage in his career. Because yeah, right. We like yeah, anybody can develop and potentially become the next Kelvin Beecham, the next Alejandro Villanueva, mm-hmm. right? Or even the next Ramon Foster. Yeah, who right, we right. see running around here, you know, <laughs> sure. ma- making his way he's around. He's standing over there guarding the door. Sh- right. Shout now. out the Moan. All right, making but, sure no riffraff gets in here. But, but he's just been out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I just want to remind yeah. people that he's in the mix. Absolutely. So I mean, there could be a ripple effect if you draft a tackle in the first round and everyone kind of moves down a spot, yep. you know, or yep. moves inside a spot. I can see that. But if yeah. you could get two of them, attack a, a center in free agency and a tackle in the top two rounds, like then you're, you're cooking. T- you're you're yeah. cooking. You know, right. Interesting. Because they've been so healthy on the O-line for two years in a row. They've like, had almost the, the same ch- starting group outside of right. the switching chooks. They've, right. been very, about it. they've been very fortunate. Even and it wasn't injury related. Right. Yeah. So like outside of switching that, they had the same starters for almost two years. I mean, you bring in Sayumalu, yeah. you switched him out for Dotson. Yeah, you're not going to be that lucky injury-wise. Yeah. Like, they have had very good injury yeah. luck in the O-line for two years in a row. They have. Like, yeah. as, as much misfortune as there's been with the defense in terms of injuries, they've, yeah. been, very they've been very fortunate very on yeah. the offensive knock on line. Wood, knock on wood, but chances are keep up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just did it two years in a row, and that is mm-hmm. a statistical anomaly. I'm yeah, sure. We don't need pro football focus in yeah. their data points to tell us that that doesn't happen. That How about him knowing the snap counts off the top of his head? Off the top of his head? Yeah, Trevor's like, well, he played 334. When I tell you, as the interview continued, I was just more and more impressed with the knowledge i'm like okay all over do you think like, i love like this these, <laughs> these, these yeah. draft guys i'm telling you like they wake up this week like it's like a pastor on easter you this know what i mean like this, oh, yeah. this, this is what they this live for Super baby Bowl, man yeah. this is big time people baby. ignore them for like 10 months a year and then those other two yeah. are like let's go working a long time let, let me let me tell you about this corner that, that plays over here in washington state 427 snaps yeah 20 of them in press man coverage yeah when you hit me with the 20 press i'm like oh you wild Let's go. I love this. We got one more segment to go uh, before we do a little line change here. It'll be Dulac, Lolly, and Starks coming up at noon. Our coverage goes until 4. As always, it's all part of our ongoing Combine coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Final segment here with the morning trio before we hand things over to the afternoon trio. You'll have Dale Lawley, Jerry Dulac, and Max Starks at noon. Our coverage goes until 4. Matt will be hopping back in at 2 o'clock. He's got the two-on, two-off, two-on schedule. Motsi and I will head around and see if we can book any more guests and get any more audio or anything like that here this afternoon on kind of the first real day that the combine is getting moving and getting shaken. Uh, guys, I had this in my notes, and yes, I know that's incredible, but I do have notes, right? I mean, from time to time, I think of an idea and I jot it down. Oh, there you go. In my iPhone. See, you come out here to this All Star Weekend, and now you want to be all professional. This is crazy. <laughs> you got to be. Listen, when you're out this amongst, is crazy. It's, a, it's a job. Inter- it's not just a job interview for these wow. young men, all right? It's for wow. all of us. We're putting all our best foot Wes forward. Wes is taking notes. He's having production meetings. I'm like, when do we do these old professional radio? I was up grinding tape yes. early this morning Come or late on, last man. night, depending on <laughs> yeah. how you look at it. Uh, this is like the, the first, like if I'm going to ask this question, it has to be on the first day and we've got about 10 minutes left here. So uh, one person you're really looking forward to, to seeing work out, to seeing how they test, seeing how they measure this week. Is there one person in your mind that, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple, right? But one person that you were like, yeah, I can't wait to watch this kid, see how he does, see how he tests all those different things. Motsi, I'll put you on the spot first. Um, I mean, I brought up Kool-Aid. I think he's probably one of the ones that I'm interested to see. Um, any of the corners, though, you know, because fast guys got to run fast. And if you're here and you're running anything 4-2, four, 4-3-ish, four, 
that's the difference of you being a second rounder versus you being a, you know, mid first round or even top 10 pick Mm -hmm. speed kills in this league. So I want to see who the fast guys are. So I would definitely see, like I said, with Kool-Aid because he was productive. He played at Bama. I'm a Bama fan. So I do want to see what that looks like. And then other than that, um, Obviously, you're not going to get some of the bigger, bigger names. You know, Marvin Harrison, uh, he's not working yeah, out. Yeah. So it's like, right. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, just sure, sure. You know what I mean? Come on now. But, you know, other than that, I would definitely say any of those corners, though, man. That's a great one. Uh, the other thing I love with the corner and defensive back drills is the W drills. It's even more yeah. so than the numbers. Some of the drills and yeah. defensive backs to me in space, changing direction are really telling, mm-hmm. especially yeah. like that assembly level, assembly yeah. line scouting I talk about. It does W, he does W, he does W. Um, real quick, I just, one name slipped my mind about center's last yeah. segment. I'm is, glad you're doing that. Cause I was like, I forgot a name I had to bring up too. <laughs> yep. 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 He's uh, Tyler Biotish from, uh, the Cowboys. I mean, he's not a superstar, yeah. but serious Wisconsin ties with the Steelers. They'll know him. He's a name people should be aware of as a free agent. A guy we talked about with DJ is Mims, the tackle from yep. Georgia. Yep. And he didn't mention this, but he was blocked by Broderick Jones and someone else that was drafted ahead of him. I mean, you're Georgia, so he doesn't yeah. have a lot of playing time, but yeah. a lot of people talking about he might put on a show here. Yeah. Mm. The other guy I was going to say was a uh, young Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah. Mm, good the, one. The, the younger one. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Linebacker it, class is an interesting absolutely. one. Yeah. And that's something that we potentially could be in the market for when you're thinking about Cole Holcomb coming back from a knee injury, Quan Alexander, not only free agency, but also coming off of the Achilles injury, Landon Roberts. Yeah. Other year older, and we know he's he wasn't deemed as the ultra athlete, the sure. spacey player. Sure. So it's like you don't have a lot of proven youth where you feel confident going yeah, forward. We, Robinson, right. you know, yeah. we saw the games that the names that were brought in at the end, Blake Martinez, Jalen Smith, but that was in dire need type situation. Yeah. So, like I said, some of those linebackers I'm definitely gonna have an eye on as well. They they do like uh bloodline players too. Uh, you know that, man. <laughs> Come on now. We'll see those guys uh, hit the podium tomorrow. D line and linebackers. The be, most important guy. It'll be Arthur Motes. The it'll be Arthur Motes day at the, uh, yeah. at the podium tomorrow but when the availability begins. When Wes comes here in the morning, he's like, "Yo, I thought our table was on this side of the curtain, and it's going to be right next to the podium for D line <laughs> and linebackers." I'm just telling it out there now, man. All right, I'm moving everything. Yeah, and you know what? Too one thing as we continue to kind of like you know iron all this out as the week goes along feels nice that and you know this is something that that, that that trevor said as well too and i think i think daniel jeremiah offensive line and corner feel like strong groups in this class and we yeah. know the steelers are in the market in both of those areas it also feels like that that kind of off-ball linebacker group is there's a strong it's a stronger day two early day three class and that is probably if the steelers are going to go that direction that's probably the timing they're looking for that yeah. that could line up nicely oh no in the sense of that depth absolutely 100 percent. i mean Anytime you're able to, like you said, address trying to get a starter in the first, but still be able to get either a rotational or quality starter in that third, second, third round, it's like, man, this is golden right here. And we've seen it happen in the past also. I mean, we've seen Nate Her- or Nate, uh, Nick Herbig, for example, yeah. this year. Him and Marcus Golden were part of that rotation at outside linebacker. Herbig is in the fourth round, though. Fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. You talk about Darnell Washington. Darnell was our number two tight end in terms of blocking one of the first guys that we were calling, and we would see a lot more 12 personnel because of him. It's a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to get some of that type of depth or that type of production at that stage in the draft, that's what you're looking for. And like you said, the linebacker group, 
you got that potential here, man. Yeah. You definitely got some of those guys here. I just think the linebacker landscape of the NFL is really interesting right now, too. It as is. As, first of all, this draft, <laughs> this draft doesn't have a surefire first round pick. Uh, no, 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 it right. Doesn't. And I don't, I'd be yeah, shocked but, if one goes. Uh-huh. Yep. But a lot of the first round picks lately really struggle early in their career. I yeah. mean, especially the ones that test great but might not be the most instinctual or – well, they get manipulated like crazy as well, rookies. Well, the issue you know? is you're asking guys that are ultra-athletic and you're putting them out here in the NFL level and instead of putting them in a place where they can get a foundation, right. you're asking them to learn 30 different things because we're trying to use you as a Swiss Army knife instead mm-hmm. of letting them get a base, get a foundation, and then grow from that. But because they're so athletically gifted, it's like they I understand why right. you draft them. And if you're drafting, you got to get them on the field. I think of – um the guy that got drafted in Arizona, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Oh, it's a great example. Prime yeah. example. Yeah. It was right. like, man, we loved his athleticism. Freak athlete. Yeah. What do you do with him? You watch him at Clemson. He played more of this apex in the, you know, safety, safety yeah. nickel corner dynamic. And then you get him in Arizona. You're like, okay, is he an in-the-box linebacker? Is he an outside linebacker? Is he a safety? Is he a yeah. slot corner? But instead of letting him find his base, it's like, man, you're trying to get all these concepts, and I just think it hurts your development yeah. at this level. And we know within a year to two years, man, if you're not producing to what they think, yeah. they're moving on. So, yeah. Right, wrong, or different. Yeah. yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, early pick linebackers have a high bust rate, or at least yeah. a very low year one, year two high contributor yeah. rate. Interesting. But so let me ask, day two is not a bad spot to bring them along slow, and you know, right. Let me ask you guys this, too, as, as we start to close this thing down. Uh, you talk about that first round linebacker bust rate. The first round linebacker, or the first round tight end, pardon me, mm-hmm. bust rate has been very high over the last decade too. Yeah. Any, any, um, not as it relates to the Steelers, but with a guy like Brock Bowers, who again, the athleticism pops, the talent pops. Is that still though? Like, is it becoming kind of like the running back? Uh, conversation a little bit, where it's like, do you really need to use a high pedigree pick on this position? Well, I think that's changing too because. For much of the last decade or two, tight ends in the NFL have hit their their peak time at age 27. Man, yeah. You know, they're asked to do so much. They got to learn protections. They got to block. You know, tight ends in college versus tight ends in the NFL are night and day different. No doubt. Yeah. But over the last three or four years, I've opened my eyes to the idea that the NFL was catching up with, well, let's not ask. Just get a Pitts unicorn. Yeah. And Kincaid yep. to block Bosa or Watt. Let's right. have them run routes, right. you know. And you so you've got a lot more production. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the last couple of years, young tight ends have done a lot more than they have in previous. Do you see a scenario where we shift a little bit more to that? Because right now we do yeah. still have more traditional, right? I mean, we talk move. He is more of the guy that can do it all, blocking. But you also wanted to run the routes. We talked Darnell. That's more of your big, big body. But he's still more exclusively on that blocking side. Whereas when you bring up a Kincaid, it's like, man, the Brock Bowers is like the next version of Kincaid. And we just saw what that was in Buffalo and yeah. the impact it had. Laporta. Yeah, I mean, these guys yeah. Are doing all a these lot dudes. Early. And they're coming in early, yep. early and having that type of production because that is what translates. Them dudes can play in space, man. Well, that brings us to Arthur yeah. Smith, though, too. I mean, the, his team was last in the league in 11 personnel. Yeah. 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 They also had bad receivers, but they weren't Drake London. Yeah, like, true. So, I, I, you know, I think the Steelers are going to be very much in the market for a third receiver, but might that be a 240-pound tight end <laughs> and be more 12 and sure, 13 oriented sure. than 11? Yeah. I mean, Steelers have been top of the league in 11 for the last couple of years, yeah. basically, yeah. And, and he's at the bottom of the league. Something's got to give. Yeah. 
one of those philosophies has to meet in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, or be or, strongly or one or way or the other, right, right, right. One way yeah. or the other. Even though I do change. feel like based on how we were ending last season, I do think we will lean more to that 12 and Me 13 too. versus the 11 that we were more accustomed to, more so with Ben and, you know, the mm-hmm. ripple of that edging out. I do think now we will be more of this bigger personnel, more physical, try to yeah. beat you up type of group versus spacing you already. And now. this is something Dale and I talk about a lot, but even before we knew who the offensive coordinator was, one of the conversations you had to have with them was how do we get more out of Pickett slash yep. the quarterback position? But Briar Muth has to be more productive than he was yeah, the past year too. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's going to be Kelsey, but if Washington's your inline guy and you're living in 12 and 13. This is the guy that has yeah. to be the mismatch. He needs to yeah. be the, the move right. guy, you know, now or never. And yeah. I think he can. I mean, I don't I mean, think he's it, Kelsey. It, but, it is you know. make or break year in terms of contract time also. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, maybe you don't want to go to the last year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting. Always is. Gentlemen, good uh, good first shift here today. Great. And we'll, uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. It is Man, line change time go. here at Radio Row. Three hours in the books, four more hours to go here today and every day the rest of the week. You got Jerry Dulac, you got Dale Lolly, you got Max Starks coming at you next. Thanks to our guy Justin for producing it all for us back at the ranch. Our ongoing coverage continues from Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center. It's all part of our combine coverage on SNR.